0: about Employee Experience Communication and Employee Value Proposition. Victoria do welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast.
1: So wonderful to be here with you, John. Thank you for having me.
0: It is a pleasure. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. You're joining us from the Boston area. I'm south of Salt Lake City in Utah. Today, we're going to be talking about employee experience communication and those types of internal communications that happen within organizations, as well as the employee value proposition that all that can support. As we get started, I wanted to share Victoria's bio with everybody. Victoria Dew is the founder and CEO of Dewpoint Communications, a firm focused on helping people-powered businesses to better communicate with their employees every day and works with clients ranging from high-growth startups to Fortune 50 companies. Her global business experience includes 15-plus years of internal communications and engagement expertise. She has served as trusted strategic advisor to dozens of CEOs and executives in a wider range of industries and sectors. She is highly regarded as a leading employee experience and future of work expert in the communications profession, has published research on the topic, and is a sought-after speaker and facilitator. What a tremendous background. Again, a pleasure to have you. Anything? else you would like to share with listeners by way of your background or personal context before we dive on in further?
1: No, I'll say, actually, I was sharing with you just before we um, hopped on, you know, I spent much of my career um, in New Zealand, actually. And so, and interestingly, uh, having, and a lot of my, my team also tends to have a very strong global footprint as well and global experience. And I think one of the things that is so fascinating about this time and this work is being able to really integrate um, both um, an American context and a global context, um, because we are seeing such massive shifts around the world. It's one of the things we talk a lot about bringing breast, you know, world world leading and best in class, um, expertise for, for, our clients. And so it's, uh, it's wonderful. We'll do that, especially during such an exciting time in the people space.
0: Yeah. Fantastic. And I've, I've spent a little bit of time in New Zealand and in Australia, um, what a wonderful part of the world. I have loved visiting and doing some work there. And I'm a little bit jealous. I always think if I were ever to leave the U S where would I go? And New Zealand is top of my list of places where I would want to end up because it's just so incredibly gorgeous. And, uh, and I've so much enjoyed my time there. So anyways, maybe I can pick your brain offline and we can talk about places, your favorite places in New Zealand.
1: Absolutely. Don't get me started.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm preaching to the choir, I think. So, well, very good. Uh, Let's get started by talking about your perspective, perhaps a bit of a unique perspective around internal communication and employee experience communication, Uh, what that means to you, why that's important to frame it up that way. And and then we can start to talk about how we can do that better.
1: You know, it's interesting. I think traditionally we talk about internal communications or employee communications. um, And um, those things are obviously important, but what, we, what we're we sort of discovering now is, well, certainly traditionally, sometimes those functions have been viewed as more tactical, right? Same as HR has can traditionally been viewed as more tactical or process-driven. In the same way, the, both functions are evolving so quickly and becoming much more strategic. And when we think about what we're really communicating, it is about creating a world of work um, and creating touch points and experiences um, in that everything that employees know, feel, see, believe, hear about an organization um, is being uh, is comes together to create the employee experience. And so, employee experience communications, as part of a sort of internal communications, employee communications function, is really about weaving together all those touch points so that we can bring hearts and minds along on this um, change journey that we're all on with no end in sight.
0: Yeah, and so how, how do we go about doing that? Uh, you, you started to articulate some of the types of components that might, you know, exist in effective employee experience communication. Those internal communications. Ultimately, we're we're trying to drive, um, you know, a positive, healthy organizational culture, a collaborative culture, and so much of that is built upon trust and effective communication, opens, openness, transparency. Uh, all of that. So thoughts on how we can go about as leaders uh, doing this better within our teams and within our organizations.
1: You know, one of the things that... Uh, communications professionals do really well is audience segmentation, and if you and if you think about it, one of the ways that we, if you come look at sort of the DNA of a communications professional, many of us have come from journalism, so um, there are some natural uh, traits and attributes. Right, we tend to sort of um, ask a lot of questions, connect the dots, um, and look at individuals, how, see the big picture and the smaller details, and kind of piece things together. Um, and so one of the biggest ways that we create that experience is by what we call being audience-centric and looking at the actual humans, right, the people who are running our businesses, um, and uh, not just treating them as sort of one-size-fits-all in the same way that when we look at external communications or marketing, we have very finely determined uh, customer segments that we're connecting with and engaging with, the, um, with a view to driving behavior change, right? And the same is true internally. So one of the biggest things we want to do is first take a very strategic look at what we're trying to do and how we want those people to help us win in the marketplace and deliver on our business strategy and then connect back to those actual people and those audience segments so that we can um, engage with that with them and communicate with them and not just to them um, consistently and in a, a really powerful way ongoing.
0: And again, you're you're developing trust, loyalty, commitment, both internally, externally, uh, with all the key stakeholders within the organization as we focus on these principles of effective communication. Um, You also talk a lot about EVP, employee value proposition. Define that for us and also make the connection between employee experience communication and how that can increase the EVP.
1: So... Uh, employee, value pro- employee value proposition is something that I think you know many organizations have had for a long time, but it has um, absolutely, I think, what, if you had an EVP before that was very well articulated and, and implemented before the pandemic, uh, I pretty much can guarantee that it's changed now, and that's partly because what people expect has changed. There are five key components to an EVP organization, people, total rewards, the work itself, and the opportunity that we have. Um, and when we're working in an organization. So traditionally the VP is articulated transactionally as the give and the get what each party, the employer and the employee um, agrees to give to each other. I like to think about it and talk about it as a social contract. We are uh, in real time defining and living this um, social contract between how, we, how we're how we going to work together. Um, and so if you think about what um, what we've all become to expect is uh, is different in, our, in, the, in the way we work. So if you think about it, you know employees now really expect their employers to have a stake in the ground in terms of what they stand for um, in the world, um, in terms of social justice, and in a whole range in terms of the environment, and a whole range of areas that may not traditionally be part of the um, be part of the, the 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 company itself. And then and uh, the, the flip side. Organizations now really expect um, employees to do a lot of inner work. When we think about how we will implement DEI strategies, we I'd be asking people to really show up as in and really do a lot of um, uh, personal work in how they interact at, uh, with their, with their colleagues. And that's changed fundamentally. We can, we also know that people expect more flexibility now they expect, expect greater opportunity and more, uh, different kind of career growth than they've had before. So when we put all these pieces together, they really do inform the employee experience, all those touch points, and they all live in kind of somewhere in those categories of organization, the people, our role, the work we're doing every day, um, total rewards, right. Our comp and our benefits, Um, all those pieces fit together to really create employee experience.
0: Yeah. And just to put a fine point on what you've already been saying is, is this has been shifting over time, right? And this always is shifting. Um, it's not a stagnant thing in what employees, really want, need, even demand from their employers shifts over time, what employers are able and willing to give to their employees shifts over time. And I think uh, particularly over the last couple of years during COVID, and now we're in the middle of, quote, unquote, the great resignation, the great awakening, the great reevaluation, whatever, um, the the whole idea around employee value proposition in organizations has been shifting. Uh, More and more employees are frankly demanding uh, more flexibility more autonomy more the ability to work remote or at least in a hybrid fashion uh, so they have more flexibility uh, all those sorts of things which in many cases are, are intangible benefits it may not be a higher salary a higher you know benefits package other perks but just you know people have experienced over the last couple of years of the flexibility and of being able to deal with stuff with their families or their friends or at home, not commuting for hours every day. All of that, just having the flexibility of how and when they do their work, um, that that has become part of the demand and expectation for employees in this psychological contract between employer and employee over time. And what's always challenging with that is as those, those attitudes, those values and priority shift, in either, you know, for either the employee or the employee as they, those shift over time, the only way you can really fully understand it and, and meet to uh, work to address and meet those needs is through open communication that is bi-directional, right? You have to have to be able to get people to just talk and communicate and share and trust in each other that, uh, that everyone is going to try to find, you know, win-win types of solutions. It's going to be good for everyone And when I see unhealthy organizations, often really what it is, what's happening at least a big component to it is you have information hoarding, you have a lack of transparency, you have a lack of communication coming often you know from the top uh, down in the organization uh, where where top leaders are just expecting everyone to just kind of get on board and, and buy into what they're saying without really communicating the why behind it without doing the hard work of generating buy-in. and then of course, People aren't happy with it. They don't feel heard. They don't feel seen. They don't feel um, like they can you know, truly bring their whole authentic self to work, that it doesn't matter. And what ends up happening? People end up leaving. People end up choosing to go somewhere else. So the, the two really go hand in hand. And it's just so important to remember that what may have worked five years ago, even a year ago, or even six months ago may continue to shift uh, as the labor market, shifts, as the broader global economy shifts, as we come out of COVID, all of those things, it just has to be part of our normal dialogue and communication that happens within our organization so we can stay on top of that.
1: Absolutely. I think you're totally right on um, everything has accelerated. Right. And I know one of the things we talk about voice of the employee and staying in touch and connected with employees um, and traditionally organizations did engagement surveys or pulse surveys. And, you know, every year or every twice a year, well, you we think about it. Right. Um, you know, we're speaking in May 2022. And if I sent you a, a New York Times article from January of this year. You, you think twice about how, right, how, how you interpreted it because the world has changed so significantly, even since January. So that n- need to really stay in step um, and in touch with our people on a very regular basis has never been more important. And when we don't, we see exactly what happens. First of all, I think someone, scarily in the best uh, case scenario, they quit. And in a less best case scenario, we're seeing obviously increased employee activism. Uh, External detraction. Um, And, you know, when you once you get into a situation when your employer brand is tarnished, that's very hard to repair. So sometimes I talk about it like you are what you eat, right? When you take care of the inside of your organization and your people there, it starts to show on the outside. It's like leafy greens for your, you know, for your, um, for the organization. And that all comes down to how we communicate with people. Very often what I hear, and very often it's a CHRO, CPO that brings brings us in to work with them. And what I often hear is we know we're doing all the right things, but somehow it's not landing. Something's not clicking with people. And that's that communication piece around not being able to bring hearts and minds with you, not really being able to connect and communicate with people and not just to them. So you're absolutely right.
0: So then the question is, what how do we start really doing this better? Um, you've addressed this a little bit towards the beginning of our conversation, but let's drill down and spend the rest of our time together uh, today talking about what organizational leaders from the senior executive levels all the way down to the lowest level supervisor, what they can and should be doing in terms of uh, more effective employee experience communication to increase and add value you know, to that em- the employee value proposition so that everyone has the opportunity to thrive and succeed. We look forward to having you join us. Check out Human Capital Innovations magazine, Human Capital Leadership. Human Capital Leadership is a free, interactive e-magazine with the mission to help individuals, leaders, and organizations find innovative approaches to maximize their human capital potential. We publish issues quarterly in August, November, February, and May. Take a look at the latest issue and let us know what you think.
1: So a few things. One is absolutely to take a strategic view, and that's where often we come in to help build communi- uh, strategic employee experience communications um, strategies. And functions, and to really look at what are we doing? Um, how are we looking to win in the business? And how is our people um, component and how does this tie in with the people strategy? Um, how do we need to do this, right? The second piece you touched on is: Do we have an EVP that is up to date and really reflects the current context that we're in now? That EVP becomes a very important part of that communication strategy. So then we're looking at again where what are the where do we need to um, where do we need to make change? And it becomes you know traditionally I think um, especially leaders had a idea of sort of a one size fits all very top down broadcast um, way of communicating with people and remembering that telling people something is not the same as communicating with them. And so more and more, um, we are doing more co-creation with with employees. So helping them to be enabled, empowered and enabled to come up with solutions on their own Um, and those become part of the broadcast strategy again audience segmentation really looking at um, much finer brushstrokes in terms of uh, what people's needs and drivers are employee journey mapping right and sentiment mapping you think about what we do externally um, which is and you have very clear customer journey maps all those same tools can be applied internally as well the reason traditionally we haven't and haven't had a sophisticated an approach internally is um, because of course the way we've perceived employees in terms treated employees has been different, right? Employees were always kind of semi-disposable um, and customers were where we really focused our attention and energy. Well, we're seeing that balance shift significantly now. So um, when we put all of those pieces together taking a very strategic view strategic tactics, digital workplace, um, how we're creating the technology that enables people to do their jobs and communicate with them. Um, There's a whole range of elements we look at. And it's, and, you know, sometimes it's very hard to do things, everything at once, but we make small incremental changes. You know, this is a long game. um, And so we look to um, really make, uh, make significant change over time.
0: Yeah. Oh, and thank you for emphasizing that this has to be a long game, right? Because, Nothing that you're describing can happen with immediacy. Uh, We tend to be a really short-term oriented kind of a culture here in the U.S. and in the West and many um, parts of the West. Uh, we we want immediate gratification. We want things to just be able to happen. And that's part of the problem. When you said, you know, just informing someone about something doesn't mean that communication has actually happened where people feel seen and heard. And so I think a lot of times leaders, senior leaders are well-intentioned. They hold a meeting, they explain something, they think they have communicated effectively what's going to happen, why it's going to happen. And then they're shocked by people being confused, people not being on board, not having the buy-in. And in part, it's just because they want it to be immediate. They want it to be something that they can just launch right into. And that's just not how it works. Uh, in the world of organizational culture and change management, these things take a long time to really ingrain and embed and integrate into the, the culture and the systems of the organization. And so if you're wanting to improve internal communications and employee experience communication, the employee value proposition You're going to have to be committed to the long, hard slog of just making sure that you're thorough, having not just one. You know, iteration of communications, but multiple, you know, over an extended period of time and that you're looking for ways to embed it across systems, policies, practices, procedures within the organization uh, and that it's repeated over and over and over again. And if that doesn't happen, it's not going to take hold. It will it will almost never actually end up working. Um, And so, you know, much of what you're describing is very consistent with what I've experienced, you know, as a change management, and organizational development consultant with organizations. And, you know, the number that gets thrown around, I'm not sure this is actually accurate, but the number that gets thrown around is 80 plus percent of change initiatives fail. Um, and, you know, that's certainly been my experience is that when I look at organizations that have worked with other consultants in the past, it's usually been an epic failure, not even just a, like a minor setback, but like an epic failure where they, where they actually eroded, rather than building trust and building good faith and goodwill, they eroded trust and goodwill. <laughs> and ultimately, uh, it's made that, the job that much harder the next time around. So let's be thoughtful about this. Let's be committed to doing it right. Let's be committed to sustainable growth and development as we're trying to establish you know these things within our organization. And that's going to make all the difference in the world.
1: I totally agree. It's one of the things I think that is most important with with change management. And, you know, we see this all the time in the mergers and acquisitions space, right? If you think about it, you know, a lot of... Um, M&A activity fails because they don't bring people along on the journey. So let's say you acquire a company. Well, a lot of what you're acquiring there are people that work there. And, um, you know, the strongest swimmers will always jump first. And when you don't get that kind of um, integration piece right in terms of bringing people along on a change journey, um, you – you lose the very, <laughs> you know, you lose the very people that you just paid for. It's a huge missed opportunity. And uh, sadly, just so unnecessary because, um, you know, change is exciting and there's an opportunity and growth that comes, you know, with change as well. And um, I think where we, where we miss a trick is, um, is especially in change management is making it so transactional and forgetting that real human piece. Um, and that's why we talk about uh, human centric workplaces and people powered businesses so that we really stay focused on the fact that there are, um, there are real live humans you know, who, who are working with us and what do they need in order to be successful. I absolutely agree.
0: Yeah, excellent. Victoria, this has just been a lot of fun. It's been a real pleasure chatting with you. I know at the time, and I'm going to have to let you go here in just a minute, but before we wrap up, I wanted to give you a chance to share with listeners how they can get connected with you, find out more about your work, your team, and then give us the final word on the topic for today.
1: Of course. Well, um, obviously I love talking about this stuff. I could talk all day long. Um, one way that, um, people can, um, find out more about what we do is we, we did some significant research last year and published an insights report called the new rules of employee experience and communications in 2022. We talked to dozens of leaders, um, representing huge number of industries, uh, sizes and stages of company, um, in the U S and around the world. Um, very welcome to download that report from our website. And um, please also connect with me on LinkedIn. I love learning from people. I love building relationships on LinkedIn. Um, I often share things that we're coming across on our our work. So always happy to to hear from people on LinkedIn and say, hey, um, what you were talking about really resonated. And then I would say as well, if we're starting to, you know, one of the times our phone rings is when we say things like, we're, we're really we're trying to do all the right things and it's just not landing or we know that we haven't had a dead, you know enough emphasis on internal communications employee communications how we're doing this and um, and really want to get better at that. Always happy to have a chat if that's kind of where people are.
0: Wonderful. Thank you Victoria. It's been a pleasure. I encourage listeners to reach out, get connected find out more about what Victoria and her team can do for you and as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. Check out my new book, The Future Leader, Creating and Transforming Next-Gen Organizations. Stemming from two decades of professional experience and over 600 in-depth interviews with executives, thought leaders, and scholars from across the globe, The Future Leader will help you explore the ordinary, everyday actions that will help you to prepare to lead in the future of work, to respond to an uncertain future, and to produce extraordinary results for individuals, teams, and organizations. Bluer Than Indigo Leadership, The Journey of Becoming a Truly Remarkable Leader Early in my adult life, I learned about an Asian proverb that translates as bluer than indigo. If you think about the color indigo, it is a brilliant, deep, and vibrant blue, what some would call the bluest of blues. To have something that is bluer than indigo is rare and truly remarkable. Contrary to popular myth, there is no one-size-fits-all or cookie-cutter approach to effective leadership. There is no silver bullet, no secret sauce, no go-to model that will solve all of your problems.